This is the Future of Digital Art podcast, brought to you by Sakshi Art. This show is dedicated to empowering emerging artists by helping them better understand how they can use technology to expand their art offerings. In each episode, we'll interview successful NFT artists, collectors, and digital art influencers. They'll share insights on how the art world is changing, how they got involved in digital art, art NFTs, the creator economy, and actionable advice that you can use to grow your portfolio and win at the future of digital art. I'm your host, Capucin Jenkins, curator of digital art and NFTs at Saatchi Art. Saatchi Art is thrilled to present Visions of the Future, a jury-curated NFT auction and exhibition showcasing 50 of the best up-and-coming talents within the photography NFT space. The auction will be previewed first to token holders of the other avatars on September 20th, then will open to the public on September 22nd. Visit our website to learn more and join our Discord to stay up to date on project news and announcements. Now let's dive right into the show we have planned for you today. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Future of Digital Art podcast. Today, I'm chatting with artist Andrea Bonacerto. Thanks for joining me today, Andrea. Do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. In a nutshell, uh, I've been involved in the blockchain space since uh, several years as an investor initially. And uh, now I'm also very involved, you know, as an artist, uh, mostly in the NFT space, but with the vision of uh, bridging the gap between uh, the NFT world and the traditional art world. There are also components that uh, can be altered by the audience. So basically, it's a programmable work. And uh, we created a software where uh, people can interact with the piece through social networks by using the hashtag uh, ABInfiniteOne. And you can do whatever you want. You know, you can uh, share a picture or write a sentence, use the hashtag uh, ABInfiniteOne on Twitter or Instagram. And then the content you shared will be embedded in an abstract fashion into the piece uh, following an AI processing. Uh, the sentences will be embedded into a sort of stream of conscious poem that I wrote and uh, is part of the piece. And basically, this poem, you know, keeps updating based on what people say. And as I said, on the images, uh, the images are like melted together, like in an abstract way and embedded in some portions of the artwork. And I think uh, if you go on the website, uh, abinfinite1.com, and you scroll through the artwork, you will clearly see that there are some sections that are a bit different. uh, And those are the generative ones. Then what uh, we did with the work was to really bring the work on tour around the world. It went to Milan, to Museo della Permanente, uh, to Venice during uh, the Venice Biennale, the Central Art Pavilion. It went to New York in Times Square, and it was at W1 Curates in London, in Oxford Circus, on a very large uh, public installation. And now, yesterday, we announced that um, it will be auctioned by Christie's on the 13th of October as part of their uh, contemporary art uh, evening sale. So it's very exciting that. Uh, it's going to sit next to uh, blue chip mm-hmm. contemporary art. So, you know, traditional art. Yeah, that's incredible. I also love that it involves so many different forms of art, music and poetry, and it's incorporated and brought together through technology. So abinfinite1.com is still 
available? It's still functional? Yes, yes, it's there. And uh, you can view the artwork. You can see also how it was done from a technological standpoint. But um, yeah, you click view artwork and then you can scroll horizontally and uh, see, you know, all the different sections of the piece because, of course, it's quite large. So we try to do the best we could in terms of displaying it on, you know, a small screen. Like you can even go with your phone, with your smartphone and browse through it. I think we found a quite elegant solution for you to actually go and uh, check each section. Very cool. So to shift a little bit to more bigger questions about the digital art space and the NFT space. Where do you think digital Mm -hmm. art is right now, today? I think digital art is uh, at a very interesting uh, point because through NFTs, you finally legitimize digital art. So you provide the authenticity to something that, you know, before was considered as uh, easily replicable. And now you're basically saying, yeah, sure, you can replicate it, but the original one is this and uh, i can prove it so this is very important on top of that uh, you can also use nfts as a creative tool within digital art a bit as i did with ad infinite one where uh, knowing in depth how the nft works can also help you you know express a concept from a creative standpoint Mm -hmm. so i think digital art you know is art basically we are moving towards a more and more digital society through time so it's obvious that also art will be digital. And um, for new generations, I think it's something normal. We need to explain them why we put value on uh, some physical uh, objects that they deteriorate through time and not on digital ones. So yeah, I think it's a very interesting uh, phase. Yeah. As a digital artist yourself, what do you think the biggest challenges are for digital artists in general and in the space? I think the main challenge is that at the moment, uh, people tend to generalize. And if you connect digital art with NFTs, Mm. uh, many people think that uh, it's all the same. And, you know, there are uh, GIFs of cats, like uh, PFP projects, uh, art, and uh, it's like, you know, it's all the same thing. So this is, uh, I think, a challenge. And then the other challenge is that because there's been a space that... uh, through NFTs has evolved like so quickly in such a short period of time. There was a lot, uh, and there still is by some extent, speculation. And uh, many bad actors also entered the space that they are in for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be careful as well. So it's really a marathon, you know, you need to observe who are the creators uh, and the players that they stick in for the long term and uh, have good intentions. It's not something easy to navigate at the very beginning. Oh, for sure. Could you actually speak to navigating this space a little better? My experience talking to collectors and creators is that they don't know where to start. <laughs> they don't know how to get started. Mm-hmm. And a really big part of creating not just NFTs, but also digital art is having a community So could you speak a little more about how you even entered the space? Yes, I think the important element is to take a step back and first ask yourself, what do you want to do? Okay, everyone is different. So what is that you want to achieve while you're entering uh, this space? Okay, Mm -hmm. so you need to have that very clear. For me, I can tell you that uh, it was to, as I said, uh, 
be coherent with myself. I understood that uh, I couldn't just, you know, do art locked in my room and playing my guitar, but I needed something more. I needed to, you know, have an exchange with people. And when I went to play around in London, it was quite obvious that that was the right thing for me to do. And with NFTs, I just found that dimension towards the other could be magnified. So that was important for me. But, you know, for others could be something else. Because there are many possible avenues. Like it's like a maze and uh, it really depends where you want to go. And you need to take, you know, certain steps. If you want to launch like a PFP connection, you need to do something else. And if you want to establish yourself as uh, uh, NFT artist, so it's in terms of uh, being an NFT artist, uh, there are several avenues you can follow. You know, you could be someone that uh, wants to be more sort of like a crypto art uh, artist and really thinks that uh, there is this historical uh, movement, you know, called crypto art. Uh, it's basically the very early players that they started minting stuff on the Ethereum blockchain mostly. Mm-hmm. And others, and I, I would say I'm more of that direction that uh, is basically saying, uh, no, I mean, NFTs are just a medium. So it's art. And uh, NFTs is a tool to deliver something and the proof of authenticity. That's it. There's really nothing more to it. And then it's really, for me, all around uh, the concept and uh, do things that are very profound and really arrive at the point where you sublimate art and you go in the dimension of society. Because uh, one of the reasons why I entered the blockchain space back in the days is because I felt that uh, Web3 has the potential to redefine uh, new systems that then society can adopt at a certain point in terms of uh, really governance and uh, how people can come together. I think it's very inefficient, uh, the current structure we have, and we need to arrive at a point where technology is deeply embedded into any decisions that we take uh, mm-hmm. at a political level as well. This, of course, uh, has a strong uh, assumption that the people in that context are. Uh, actually humans and not fully absorbed by technology you know so we need to have art as a tool to liberate people and make them feel truly themselves then at that point you can have technology as a support of that more aware group of people okay and uh, technology can make your life very easy and potentially you know we can really go into a very you know positive uh, outlook for the human species i think so me i am mostly you know focusing on this you know a very aspirational dimension of art to the point that it goes even beyond that but as hard as uh, the building block Mm. so i'm curious i picked up on something you said earlier why did you move to london was it work related or do you feel it's that london is more of a tech or nft hub no, to be honest, uh, I moved here because I studied here. I <laughs> I did a master in finance. So it's kind of now that, you know, you fast forward uh, eight years and we are here talking about art. It's good. I mean, I'm very, <laughs> very, very happy about that personally, that all this, you know, is so interconnected now. But I personally, you know, don't think that uh, any city is uh, really relevant in the sense that uh, it's a quite fluid society right now. And what I realized also on my skin is that uh, I'm someone that, you know, can spend some time in London, some time in Miami, some time in Milan and in other places. But then it's very important that I also have a dimension where I unplug. And I'm in a place where uh, 
I don't have this noise of the big city. So I was raised in Italy in a very small city called Viareggio in Tuscany. It has 60,000 inhabitants. Of course, you know, as I grew up there, I felt, you know, I was living in a prison. I wanted to leave because I wanted to do certain things that I felt I couldn't do there. Fine. Mm -hmm. But then when you are abroad, you also realize uh, about uh, all the things that you don't have in a big city. And you don't have, for instance, a strong connection uh, with nature, a strong connection with uh, people uh, beyond uh, who you are as, uh, you know, defined by the job that you do. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go to London or even your big cities, it's always, hey, hi, Andrea, what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. You are really your job, right? When you go in a smaller place, like, no one cares about what you do. And it's good. It's nice because people shouldn't have their identity pegged uh, to the work that they are. They're not the work that they are. Uh, but then, of course, you know, in a smaller city, then you might not be exposed to certain things that are useful for your uh, development. So you need to have a balance. You know, the, the solution is to be balanced, is not to idealize anything. You should not idealize, uh, oh, my God, I want to go live in New York because it's awesome. You should not idealize, uh, oh, I want to go live in a mountain so no one uh, bothers me because, you know, don't worry that living on a mountain uh, is very, very difficult. You know, you then need to get food and you have many, many problems that you don't have uh, mm -hmm. in a modern society. So the key element for me is to be, as I said, quit with myself, balanced, focus on things that I'm interested about. Uh, and whenever I do something, uh, execute it well. Great. I love that. As you were talking about moving from a smaller place to more of a metropolitan area, it makes me think about how definitely in the NFT and digital space, how that sort of erased those more national boundaries. So now yeah. we're not really even thinking about locale as much as we're thinking about more localized online communities. I think that's one, this might be a good segue, actually. That's one thing that's really exciting to me about digital art and how artists are interacting with each other. What is exciting to you about digital art right now? As an artist, as an investor, what's exciting about the, the space? That's also a big question. Yes. What is exciting is that is the dawn of something new. It's clearly, you know, there is a lot of activity. There are many people that are very talented and are thinking uh, about uh, art in this new paradigm uh, the right way. So it's exciting, really, to exchange opinions with all these people and uh, learn and uh, readjust uh, my beliefs and uh, change my mind uh, and try to improve myself. Mm -hmm. So, but again, I see art as a mean to an end, a mean towards, you know, making society something better. I think we passed the phase where uh, art is something where, oh my God, like you're a genius. You did this painting. It's beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. like you should, you should go beyond that. Like it's way more than that. So the way also you should see all the things that I do is like, uh, they're like windows. Okay. So you can open them and you can go deep and you can talk to me and you can listen to what I'm thinking and we can really go, yeah, very deep in terms of, you know, exploring certain concepts, even the work that I did now and that will be on Chris's AB Infinite One. That's like a, a cryptic map, like of so many things, like about my life, uh, about my philosophical and cultural references. It's like a very deep piece for me. Okay. so. This is exciting for me. It's like uh, I see the visual art as a succinct way to express something very profound. 
and something in a way that is actually modern, that is actual. Because the problem that I had personally with art was that uh, I've been doing things that, in my opinion, were very interesting, like poetry. Take poetry, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, but it's something that uh, you need to contextualize. Like, you cannot uh, write what the people were writing like in the 19th century today. No one will care about that. But uh, if you are able to frame it in the right way and make it uh, with an outlook into the future, that may be something that is still relevant because in the end, art is innovation. This is something that uh, I was not able to grasp at the very beginning. You know, I was reading like uh, Nietzsche, Schopenhauer, poems of Pessoa, you know, and I was thinking like, these are like geniuses, like something like that. it's crazy. Like, I remember when I read, like, The Brothers Karamazov of Dostoevsky. It's, like, massive, like, books that completely changed the way I look at the world, okay? Mm-hmm. But then, after that, there was an understanding of saying, if you today go and write, you are Dostoevsky, and you write The Karamazov Brothers, and you publish it, no one is going to buy it. No one <laughs> is going to care about it. Because it's something that uh, belongs to the past. So, you need to be pragmatic and intelligent and uh, craft your art and make it uh, something that makes sense in the context of the future outlook. And you need to do that without uh, compromising uh, your own integrity as an artist to what you want to say. This is the most difficult thing uh, to do, but if you manage to do it, uh, then you have the, the best of both worlds. Yeah, digital art definitely is a site of innovation, for sure. So in five, six months, what will the future of digital art look like to you? I mean, that's interesting. I mean, in terms of, you know, the future, when I think about the future of digital art, I think about the next, you know, five, six years, to be honest. Five, six months, I feel, is more of a period where uh, we can discuss whether, you know, we're still in a bear market uh, or in a bull market, you know, with crypto that will have an impact on NFTs and then, you know, a lot of... uh, new eyes are going to come back, you know, on NFTs. So, yeah, in that time frame, uh, I don't know. Like I told you, the market sentiment might change. And uh, I hope that uh, if it stays uh, as it is now, you know, which is quite quiet, uh, you will have creators that, again, you know, they will be focusing on uh, creating art that is profound and interesting because also there is uh, no pressure in going and uh, trying, you know, to do crazy sales uh, on, uh, you know, NFT platforms. Because the problem is also that uh, the moment that you bring that to the extreme, you start really commoditizing what you're doing, right? You're really, as an artist, also you understand that uh, you start churning out uh, a product, really. It's not uh, anymore about the art. So I think it's a period where uh, people should focus about the art, creating, uh, yeah, and that's, you know, the exciting part. Mm-hmm. So what are three pieces of advice you would give artists who are just getting started, especially as a digital artist now selling at Christie's, which congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So the first piece of advice would be, again, to ask yourself why you're doing uh, this. Like, why do you feel that you want to create art? If it's something that, uh, you know, the answer is that uh, you cannot do Otherwise, like it's something that it's you, right? And you have to do it. Uh, then you know, go ahead to step two. If it's the answer is uh, because you know it's something more like superficial, uh, 
I don't think necessarily, you know, everyone should uh, be involved in the artwork. And I think that it's something that you should really feel deep inside you and you should then do, you know, regardless from anything. You should really feel that uh, fire burning inside you and you cannot, you have no choice, basically. Then you go ahead. So this is the first suggestion I would give, you know, to ask, question yourself. Question yourself on anything, uh, not only on what you are today, but on, most importantly, on all the um, mental barriers that everyone of us has, you know, since they were raised, you know, as kids, you know, your family, your friends, anything, question everything and then see what's left in that process of, you know, destruction and then, you know, creation. Then the second suggestion is uh, if you then decide uh, to enter into the art world and approach NFTs, be very careful, you know, less is more, don't go and start minting like uh, an enormous amount of, uh, pieces because then you know you're gonna really flood your market with supply and uh, this is also you know i would say like the third suggestion is uh, be very selective on the people that you work with particularly at the very beginning because you will be pulled you know into many directions uh, and there are many people many you know platforms that are promising you things that then you know will not be delivered so be careful try to focus on people uh, that uh, have shown you integrity in their past actions and uh, try to always have uh, honest conversations with people about uh, what you want to achieve, what they want to achieve, and then, you know, meet uh, halfway. And yeah, in general, uh, be cautious while be coherent, you know, with uh, the message that you want to bring. You really sound like an artist artist. (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have today. But before we wrap, where can people find you? I think Twitter is probably the best way. You know, if you just write my name, Andrea Bonaceto, you'll find me. Handle is Andrea Bonac. Same goes for uh, Instagram. Yeah, I think uh, Twitter and Instagram is where, uh, yeah, it's the best to reach out to me. Great. Well, thanks again. And let's keep in touch, Andrea. Perfect. Thank you very much. Let's keep in touch. Thanks for listening to the Future of Digital Art podcast brought to you by Saatchi Art. If you enjoyed today's show, please do us a favor and leave us a rating or review. If you'd like to find out more about Saatchi Art's first ever art NFT collection, The Other Avatars, or to engage with Saatchi Art as an artist, please visit www.saatchiart.com forward slash NFT. Thanks, and I'll catch you again on the next episode.